Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. We're coming to you on a Wednesday morning. We have the NBA draft coming up. We'll preview the Thursday night game. Oh, what else? People's Sexiest Man Alive was announced yesterday. There's a lot going on. Actually, a topsy-turvy 24 hours since we last came to you. Uh, Pfizer, in the running for the first vaccine out, reported that it's almost 95% effective. That's great. And it looks like it'll be available wide to the masses in April. So that's really good news. But then horrible news, of course, because we can't have back-to-back. Horrible news is that Twitter introduced fleet or fleeting or fleet or something. And what the hell, guy? this uh, turns my world upside down. It's basically like Instagram stories, but it's on Twitter. Is this right, Charlotte? I need help here. Thank you. As as the young one on the podcast, let me explain technology to you. Please do. You old men. Um, It honestly... I at first I was like, what is this? This is stupid. And I still think it's stupid. Um, But it was kind of funny because no one really knows what to do with it because Instagram and Twitter are two very different places. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to put like pictures of my dog on my Twitter story, you know? Yes, you do. Come on. Well, be, be should honest. I? I don't be know. Honest. I I just made one that said there was a picture of Fred Fred Van Fleet and said Fred Van Fleet, and now it's like, <laughs> well, I have no no other content. I don't know what else That's to put it. there. You're just tra- testing out the waters, Dave. What yeah. about you? Does this add time to your day, or you're just gonna like screw it? I can't keep up enough. That's where I'm. Curmudgeon, at. Dave. Well, first of all, woke, Dave. Still, you know, down on the whole notion of sexiest man alive. You know, I got to speak out. <laughs> you know, men are even handsome ones. There's much more to them than just this objectification that society continues to push on uh, on good looking men. I, 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 for one, won't stand for it. Curmudgeon Dave um, <laughs> is so far gone at this point that when Lady Gaga broke, that was kind of the the I was right on straddling the line of like understanding pop culture references. I'm kind of up to speed on Lady Gaga at this point. Lizzo and now and, and like whatever the hell. I don't I, I mean, I, I can't even indulge fleet. I see the word and I move on. I have no idea what it means, what it involves doing. What so you're it saying allows you've given you. up. That's basic. I, I did declare about a year and a half or two ago, I'm done with new music. Mm. I've wow. I, I'm saturated. I am saturated. I have enough music to listen to for the rest of my life saved up already. There's no new need to inject more music into the equation. I'm good for the next, you know, 30 to 70 years. I think music. I made that claim and, like in 1986, but yeah, that's- uh, Have you I, stayed true to it? Uh, pretty much. I oh, mean, I has. have like I have like a Green Day CD or something somewhere in there, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I broke the streak, but oh, yeah. All right, wow. I, think, I, I think I'm in your camp here, Dave. I'm going to ignore Fleet and just hope it goes away. I know it doesn't. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's rough. Uh, also rough. I want to bring our uh, heel producer- Jim Cunningham into the mix here. Now, uh, we learned before the show that he has been camped uh, at his parents' place. Well, we knew this uh, in New York and is now <laughs> planning to leave before Thanksgiving. Yep. This is very strange. This is uh, kind of walking away from the wedding a little bit or, or something. I don't know what, what to compare it to. What are you doing? Well, um, I planned originally to stay for Thanksgiving like a normal person, but I don't have a normal family, so they are driving me crazy, and the weather sucks here anyway. I I figured I'd like stay till like December or January even, maybe, but now at this point, it's 36 degrees. That's it. My family's insane. (laughs) I have to get the (laughs) hell out of here. That's that's it. It's that easy. Well, there's a little more to it. Holidays aren't about the family. I've learned- in your family, I, I uh, this, you guys are gonna love this. We learned, you know, Jim let this slip, and he didn't want it to go public. And uh, I respect his wishes. Oh no, I don't. No, well, this has to go public. Oh, I tell, can't wait. Tell everybody the circumstances around you getting to drive yesterday <laughs> or the day before. Well, Sal, you had asked me uh, why I looked so nice yesterday, and it was yeah. because I had taken a shower. 
Right. And um, the reason why I took the shower, you asked if it was because Bill was coming on against all odds. Bill Simmons was on against all odds, his former boss. I thought he might want to party up for him. Oh, a yeah. little glow up, like show what you're missing. Right. Yeah, right. So that um, wasn't the case. Yeah, I, I let it go during the show. But then um, after the show, I let Sal know because I knew it was going <laughs> to sidetrack the show for like a half hour. It's OK. My mom threatened to take away me being allowed to drive her car <laughs> if I didn't take a shower. I wasn't even allowed in the car, actually. She was like, you can't even come in the car. So. Oh, my God. 38 Jim. years old. <laughs> and that's how Jim won sexiest man alive that still lives with their mother. <laughs> yep. Right. There you go. Honestly, I respect both of you in this situation. I th Look, this pandemic has made. Like things that sh things that you never would have imagined saying this last year. My mom won't let me drive her car if I don't take a shower. Like what? I'm back with my parents. I talk to Harry from Against All Odds like every day. My I cannot believe what has happened. Yeah, it's to this not a good life. world. No, Dave. What do you think of this? I don't blame her. I don't blame mom. I don't think. I like that the spin in advance of that yarn was that uh, was that it was Jim's decision. Right. It sounds like it's mutual at at worst. You know that that you're getting shoved out of the house, and um, I don't understand this move. Although I do understand this move, I think from one perspective, Jim is sort of I don't know if he directly admires Johnny Depp, but he fancies himself a coxman. Ooh. And I think I and I think that. Along the lines of Johnny Depp and, you know, uh, what's the guy's name who was the Joker before the last Joker? Not uh, Heath Joaquin Fiend. Heath Ledger. No, in between. In between those No, two. that's who it uh, was. No, there was the... Joaquin uh, Fiend? Uh, no. Uh, Suicide Squad. Um, it wasn't James version. Franco, was it? Uh, Joel, help us out here. Who is it? Jared Leto? Jared Leto? Yeah. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Right. And by the way... Um, <laughs> He's one of these guys too. The, 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 the super about? you're listen, Jared Leto. What where are you going? Jim the with producer this? and um Johnny Depp. This is this is what these these hipster um you know coxmen like to do. <laughs> they like to rub it in the nose of the rest of the fellows out there. They get themselves so disgusting. And I also think we could probably throw Eddie Vedder into this too. Yeah. They make themselves so vile, so putrid right. to the nose, to the eyeballs, to all five of the senses that it's a way of saying to the rest of the fellows, look at how grotesque I am and I can still get more. Wow. I think that's I think that's what Jim's message is. I think that that's what Johnny Depp's message is. Look at how I outfit myself. I put baubles hanging from my ears. And around my neck, and and I, I'm grotesque. <laughs> clearly, I haven't washed my hair in two and a half months, and yet I can still outwoman. So is that, that what's is going the nice, on? That is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Thank, thank you, you know Dave. I'm right. Know, it's true. Thank I you. don't know that he can outwoman. He can't even get his mother uh, to, to talk <laughs> to him. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I know. Well, I congratulations, know. Jim, and you'll be coming home. You know, the pilot Most likely gonna... Tuesday, because my mom told me I had to clean my room today, and I'm like, oh my God. you can clean it after I leave. I'm Southwest is going to demand you shower. years old. <laughs> exactly. I'm out of here. God. This I told so her, give me, give me your credit card. I'm booking my flight. Getting the hell out of here. <laughs> can you drive me to the head. airport, please? Because <laughs> yeah, I can't drive your car. This right. makes me not want to have kids because I don't want to someday have a 38-year-old son who won't shower and refuses to clean his room. Right, but what if he was looked like Johnny Depp? Well, you know. I mean, we're out on <laughs> Johnny like... Depp. Johnny Depp's Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Now, yeah, so that's not, right. So that's not I can't the, even, uh, yeah. If he looks like he Jim gets, Cunningham, you know, I mean, you never know. <laughs> Johnny Depp has raised the stakes even. Like, now I'm felonious. I can still outline <laughs> you. See, like, that's the, he, he just keeps elevating it, it gets more dark. and more. Um, it's weird also, though, too, um, by the way, that's like a movie move that I didn't know people do in real life. It's sort of like how in movies people just don't say goodbye on the phone. They just hang it up. <clears throat> It's also like I've decided I'm going to change my plans of my flight and I'm just going to jump a flight tomorrow. Like, do people really do that? Yeah. Like my in my book, in my book, it's always kind of like, oh, I leave now, except my flight is booked for next Tuesday. <laughs> so now I have to wait until then. Like, yeah. People just are like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to jump an earlier for what? I'm do with you. Do I try to stick I've with moved, it. 
But there's a lot really? of flights, right, Charlotte? There's a lot. It turns out there's a lot, and you could jump on something earlier or later if you want. I feel like but. I've changed flights. I feel like I constantly change flights. Really? Yeah. That's where they get you. That's what they want you to do. Don't you understand? I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> but then I'm, I'm like, I want to leave where I am, so I'm gonna go. But I That's haven't true. flown in years at this point. All right. So. Well, everyone, it's been clean 13 your years room. since I've been on a flight. <laughs> and and one last thing, Jim. I understand the uh, the headwinds in your home now, but you're going to really give up. You're you're this close to Thanksgiving dinner, a feast. Are there, are, is there not a feast awaiting you <laughs> next Thursday? It's fine. Whatever. In, in your New I, York I, home? I, I can get a 7-Eleven hot dog back in L.A. It's fine. <laughs> Have it in my car. I don't care. It's all good. Are you trying to get invited to Sal's Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, try, we had try. this conversation Three. last year, I think. That's actually. right. He invited me after Sitting I talked the... about my 7-Eleven hot dog tradition, right. and it's fine. Well, that invitation is sitting gone. in the alley of 7-Eleven <laughs> on the curb with three beautiful women vying for his attention. That's <laughs> Jim's show. life. That's his Thanksgiving. But, uh, my dinner. mom says I got to go. I, I, I'll talk right. to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Jim is choosing uh, roasted peanuts and virgin uh, America over uh, his mother's Thanksgiving feast. All right, Jim. The grotesque Jim Cunningham is gone. He has dropped off. Um, Hi, Jim. Hey, NBA draft tonight. It's kind of fun, although I don't think it's a great draft. Uh Anthony Edwards, minus 135. Lamelo Ball, plus 125. James Wiseman, six to one. Those are the top three right there to get chosen. Edwards played on a Georgia team that was like, I don't know what, six and 13 in the conference. Lamelo Ball, we don't know. He was in some Australian league in this. James Wiseman's supposed to be the best of the group. It's been compared to like David Robinson uh, upside, which seems like, all right, Take him first. I don't know what the hell we're waiting on here, but uh, we saw him play three games for Memphis before he opted out. He was opting out before it was cool. But um, I was thinking about this. Could this all be a prank on LeVar Ball? The dad, the overbearing dad who, you know, flaps his gums and doesn't shut up and now is in the news about telling his sons that you're only going to meet hoes during your basketball career, don't uh, don't fall for it. He went on some kind of show yesterday. He's a really crazy man. But what better practical joke than to say, all right, let's pretend we're going to take his son, who really, I don't know, he played in this Australian league. He hurt his foot and shot 38%. I don't know why we're making such a big deal out of him. And then watch as the numbers, they get drafted fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Maybe he's a se second round pick. How great would that be? That'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I'd love to find a way to troll LeVar Ball without having to include his poor kids. I feel like they I feel like they've been through enough. You know, like this guy is so out of control. I he goes on these shows and says terrible things about women repeatedly, and everyone's like, you know what? I think we should have LeVar Ball on our show again. And like, mm. I get it. It makes I mean, you know, he's not the only one in the world doing this. Um well, he's going to be our guest Friday. I, I didn't want to tell you, <laughs> but yeah, he's coming on uh, for sure. But I mean, I just in terms of the draft with like Lamella Ball is really the only name that I know. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big college basketball person. And what I do know about college basketball comes from March Madness. And we didn't have March Madness. So is everybody out there better at college basketball than I am? Or are they just lying and pretending they know what's going on? <laughs> are they better? Oh, are they better at knowing? I yeah, you sorry. Said, are they better? <laughs> uh, I, don't put me in a game. Don't no, put me in well, a game. I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know. I'm not, Dave, I'm not do you know anything? Play. Do you know what's going on? Well, Lonzo was, course, Lonzo right? was supposed to be the best, Dave. And now LaMelo is going to go number one. Like, it does seem a little yeah. sketchy. I have a, I, you know, I think the big winner, optimistically assuming that LaMelo goes high at the, you know, two, right. three, somewhere in, in, the, in that trio there. I think the big winner is, yes, LeVar is a repugnant uh, human being, but not unlike the father of Todd Marinovich, whose name escapes mm. me. Maybe they're the big winners at the end of the day. You know, that they, that they put a sport on their children. You are going to live my dreams. And now their children, I mean, Todd Marinovich, if you really go back and you look at tape of Todd Marinovich, he wasn't really a great quarterback, but he still made it to the NFL right. and made millions of dollars. Because, why? Because his old man took away all joy, all pleasure, all other activities away and, and told him, you have to be a pro football quarterback. And so LeVar has done that with his, <clears throat> his sons. Now, the big losers of this are um, LiAngelo, who now is going to join Cooper Manning and uh, uh, yeah. and a gaggle of other people out there who's going to have two brothers, not one, two brothers who go very high in the NBA draft. 
what how does that make poor poor Leangelo feel and speaking of feeling sad about themselves by comparing them to others Dave Damashek also feels sad and fat sad and fat because <laughs> LaMelo is six feet seven yeah and the exact same weight as Dave Damashek oh my god that, 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 well, that, that hurts my feelings that hurts my feelings well, never ask a man his weight but how much do Low 180s. That's a, that's, that's that's hurtful that is to me. Too, no, that's not. A, that doesn't reflect on you. That is too skinny for someone that for tall. Lamelo. Yeah, and plus he'll probably yeah, have a celebratory know. meal tonight and balloon up to 260 or something. So we'll get we'll get that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, God it's an interesting point though. Maybe we're a little jealous. Maybe jealous isn't the word of Lavar Le, Lamar Lavar Lavar Ball the dad because we are not as um, focused on our children's uh success in sports it does take a lot of work to do what he did right for sure uh you could make a boot camp in your backyard yeah. sal you got yeah. three boys just like suck all other distraction away and say listen what you guys do not collectively get to pick your head up uh, uh, uh until nine years from now i have no and then we roll long, you all out i have no backyard because of the cockamamie rule that you need a three-car garage out here and uh wherever the hell i am and uh, and it, it leaves us basically a, a three by three square in the backyard to play all six sports. But yeah, I, but maybe there, there is something to that assholishness aside. LeVar is doing kind of what we should. Who are those three do. kids? Who are those three <laughs> toe headed boys always running up and down the beach like uh, like Balboa and Creed and uh, Rocky three? Who are those three? Oh, you know, cousin Sal, you know, that yeah. guy. Yeah, those are his boys. Man, he's a jerk. He just <laughs> he just pushes those kids. They all endlessly. Why I would don't you morning, be noon, jealous of that's such a weird maybe that's like a weird dad thing, but I can't like you don't want A, you don't want to make your kids miserable. B then you Says could, you. Yeah. Well <laughs> It just seems like more work for you if you make your kids miserable. And yeah. then, like, I mean, I guess the only way to be that good to be a professional basketball player is to only play basketball for your entire life. But yeah, then, you know, what if they're not good enough? I don't know. It feels like my parents tried to make me play piano. I hated it. So I just like half asked it for six years until I could quit. You know, that's more likely the scenario. And we all know people. We all know people who have excelled at piano or have excelled at sports. And you look at their parents and most of the time it's like, oh, I wouldn't want to be like that or I can't be like that. That's too that's too yeah, dedicated. Seems- that's too. I know. Well, jealous isn't the right word, but it's also like, well, maybe, maybe I should drive them to the, like maybe the LeVar Balls and the Connie mm. Cunningham, Jim Cunningham's mother. Maybe they have <laughs> the right idea. You have to kind of just like put your foot down and uh, do what's right. Make your kids shower and make them shoot free throws. No, no, no. Here's what it is. I think you have to <laughs> make your kid shower. I think you have to figure out what motivates your kid. If there's someone who is going to be motivated by you being really, really hard on them and driving them super hard, then like, okay, go for it. But if you have an asshole kid like me, who the mm-hmm. minute you try to get them to do something is going to be like, I'm absolutely not sure. doing that. Then right. you got to figure out how to make them do something. And most of the time you just can't. So then they end up having a career where they like rewrite the lyrics to Counting Crow songs to be about Daniel Jones. That's true. That's true. And that's how we got here. <laughs> Mr. Jones. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. We I think you just forbid it. Yeah. Well, look, listen, Sal's dad knows all about this. Sal's <laughs> grown up in Long Island, New York. His old man is a Jets fan and Sal, to be a contrarian, chooses to root for the Dallas. It's his fault. Out of. Out of a sense of spite, I fault. don't know what. Like I'm gonna forbid, I'm gonna forbid my children from being billionaires doing something that delights me right. every step of the way, and then maybe they'll do that. For right? Me. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, mm. it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but uh, either way, if this is a prank on Lavar, uh, I think uh, we'd all appreciate it. But it'd just be fun. That could be a great pay per view event. Just being in the room with him as uh, the slots get taken in the NBA draft. I am gonna miss because it's virtual. I am gonna miss the crazy suits. Aren't you the crazy oversized? Mm. They might Someone, still do it. You think so? But they'll be home, right? I'm trying to figure out how they accept. Well, the NFL the, guys did it, didn't they? They were wearing some things. I don't know. It was mostly just everybody jumping on their back at home and, and right. uh, them in shorts. But someone talk about COVID tragedy. Someone went out of business. Some big and tall men's shop in like Chicago or something who probably outfits all these guys is like, God damn, I lost out on uh, $75,000 for, for this one day. Um, so true. I, you know, I've devoted, uh, great chunks of the last decade to coaching up pro football players or soon to be pro football players on the do's and don'ts of draft night. Mm -hmm. And they apply here on zoom just as they do, um, in, in some green room one. And the cardinal rule is you don't hug or kiss anybody before your mother. 
You know, oh. not not certainly not your agent, and sir, and even I know it's uh, it's a little dicier, but not your girlfriend mm. either. You 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 hug your mother first. She was there first. Okay. She's the one. So that's that. And the and the other one that literally this is true that Leighton Vanderesh Sal abided by, and he told me moments after he did it when he saw the phone ring and it was the Dallas Cowboys calling him to let him know that they were about to draft him. I coached him on this. Don't pick the phone up on the first ring because then you seem desperate. Yeah. <laughs> and he said he said when he saw the phone ring, he decided like I better I better <laughs> I gotta I, I gotta listen to what Dave told me and and wait for the second ring. And so he oh did. that's so, great. Same 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 counsel here to all the people uh, within the sound of our voices here. Those are the two main things that you need. To I wonder how many times it went to voicemail and Jerry Jones's uh, lifetime. It just <laughs> went like what the hell? What's this? What is this guy doing other than this? What are you saying, Charlie? Oh, I was just going to say, like, to all of the people listening to this podcast who are going to get drafted tonight, don't answer the phone on the first ring. Yeah, that's right. What, yeah, um, well. That, what? Yeah, and, and, and also, I think if you have a more devilish sense of humor, also um, pretending that, um, you know, uh, that you don't know who Pat Riley is. Like, hi, this is Pat Riley. Like, I'm sorry, who? Yeah. Do that, if, you know, w- when you get that call. Or do Danny something Ainge, like... Danny what? Answer the phone. I'm like, hey, uh, sorry, hold on, Mark Cuban. And then just start screaming at your mother. Like, pull the Jim Cunningham. And then just see how uh, how they react. Mom, I'm not showering. Yeah. I won't do... Sorry, sorry, Mr. Cuban. Hello. <laughs> Jim, would you I hug your like... mother first if you were drafted? <laughs> Where'd he go? He left, remember? You, you wouldn't? <laughs> Sad. She wouldn't hug him. That's <laughs> true. She, she, she'd run her away. She'd get in the stance, uh, the sprinter stance, and go. Um, all right, so that'll be fun. That's uh, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, NBA draft. It's between those three going number one, and uh, like I said, Wiseman, six to one odds. Uh, uh, poor Nick fans. I don't know what to expect. Maybe Obi Toppin drops to there, uh, number eight. There's a lot of wheeling and dealing. James Harden, it looks like, I don't quite know what he's doing here. He turned down $50 million from the Rockets and kind of said he wants to go to the Nets. I don't know, leverage-wise, if that's a smart move. Like, nope, I'm turning this down, and I'm going to the Nets, and now you have to offer me something. And they're like, well, you want to play here? You're not going to play anywhere else? Okay, I feel like we have you over a barrel. But the reports... Right, like five bucks. Yeah, there you go. $7 and Brooklyn pizza for a lot. What, what's better than that? Um, the, the, it's enough with the beard, by the way. I know that, the, you know, it's neither here nor there here in November. Hipster, perfect for Brooklyn, like, though. Perfect yeah, for Brooklyn. I, I know, like a, but all right, we, we've done it. Okay, we get it. It's a funny bit. At some point, it's a liability. Really? The, the extra weight with... Well, once once you get it loaded up with sweat in in the fourth quarter, is, is it helpful on any level? Maybe it has the maybe it does have the Jim's mom effect. Maybe it maybe it, <laughs> Jim's it, it mom. generates a stink or something like that, and uh, and and um, distracts the foes out there. But I mean, it is legitimately, I think, a semi savvy move. Drew Holiday, um, great uh, to the Bucks. Yeah. That improves that team, but. Still, James Harden maybe is legitimately thinking, I need to get over to the East because I, <laughs> I have a lot of money from endorsements and otherwise, and I'm going to make tens of millions of dollars no matter where I go. May as well go over to the East where the path is a little clearer. Right. So people don't, so when I'm 78 years old, people aren't saying like, yeah, he was good, but he never did anything <clears> in the playoffs. Maybe the, the, you go to the East, that's a, a breezier path. Yeah, and I know I look at it and like, oh, there were probably five teams that could win it last year. And now with Steph coming back and if Harden goes to Brooklyn, there could be like nine, te- nine or 10. I don't know. Um, the one thing that <clears throat> I don't want to say bothered me, but it made me think Harden turning down the $50 million might have been fueled by an ESPN article that suggested that a lot of these owners are funding the Trump campaign with undisclosed political donations. And that's saying some of these top players are like, screw that. I'm taking off. And I don't know. It's it's definitely a slippery slope there. Like you're not going to get 30 Mark Cubans running teams. You're just not. And everybody is not going to be able to play for the Dallas Mavericks. So if you vet this, all these owners are probably funding Trump or doing something that doesn't align with your political beliefs. And I, I just think this is tough. I, I really don't. You're not going to you get think- Oprah and George Clooney uh, buying these teams. So I don't know 
I, I get it. If if they're if they're full on in effect, um, you know, uh, negatively impacting you or what you believe or your people, like it's a bad thing, and you should probably move on. But how? What does this look like in ten years? Well, is that true? Like, did they say? Is it? Are you saying that people? think players are making moves because of the ESPN article or was there an ESPN article saying players were making moves because of player of political donation? Uh, the second one. Yes. The oh, article wow. is suggesting that players are making moves based on, um, I mean, I just feel donations. like at a certain point when you get to that level of wealth, like very few people and very few entities are pure. Yeah. So if you start trying to, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that makes me a terrible person. I don't know. I just, I just feel like, you know, maybe if you can use the platform that someone terrible gives you to do right. good things, does that negate making them money? I don't know. Right. To steal from, uh, to paraphrase Kaiser Sose, <laughs> uh, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people, to, the common sports fan, to root for billionaires over millionaires. It's very strange. LeBron, by the way, I had never seen his barbershop show, but he had uh, um, Barack Obama on, and it was fascinating. And LeBron is really a champion. I don't understand people who who aren't into LeBron or root against him or whatever, but I, I really do always say, the artifice around what happened. I don't know. How long ago was the decision that he went to Miami? Is that 10 years ago? Oh, so it is yeah, literally 10 decade. years ago. Yeah. Um, You know, all the stuff, the I'm taking my talents to South Beach, bad turn of phrase. The fireworks, not one, not two, not three. Bad, uh, bad turns of phrase, bad look and everything else. But the bones of it that we don't need the billionaire class to make this decision. And we're going to set them aside. And just at the player level, AKA the working class level, mm. although, you know, tens of millions of dollars floating around with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and LeBron, they put their heads together and made a decision and struck a blow uh, for uh, against the bourgeoisie and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and take that bourgeoisie. We're the working class here. And America could have been inspired by this. It just was the distracting yeah. nonsense around I mean, it, it that, be, that took away from that message. But this is sort of where collective action comes in, right? If all the players decide we're not going to play for that's people what I'm who saying. do things, yeah. then it's one thing. But if it's one guy, then it becomes sort of Okay, tougher. but what, what if it's somewhere in the middle and LeBron publicly or otherwise says, hey, these are the eight owners that contribute the most to the Trump campaign or to the Republicans or to people we hate, whatever. We let's make a conscious effort to not play for these owners and be kind of it'd be cool I would but respect it. I'd be like, okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why works. the why the fan base has to suffer. You know what I mean? There's a whole other part of it. There's a civic right. part and then there's a, everything else. So I, it does well, it, it could a, easily get to that. I like LeBron. I like what he stands for and everything, but something like that could happen. We're, we may not be too far from something like but that. But then it becomes on the owners to be like, okay, I guess we can't keep doing this. And yeah, then maybe or we they have stop to be better, doing it. And then the fans hide get it better. better right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gold is precious because it's rare. LeBron James is precious because he's rare. If he starts playing that game, the owners cannot flesh out. That's the power that players have in every sport mm. is you do not have a sport if we don't show up right. and well, we'll just get scabs. You see the diminishing returns of trying to do that. Right. That's the leverage that they forever will have. And when they apply it, there's really not much that the ownership level can do. Yeah. About it. Guys, did we just have like an interesting conversation about something? I, I'm horrified. We'll have to listen back. I don't know. I um, apologize to our listener. NFC East. Let's get <laughs> All right, to we'll it. We'll talk football. By the way, Jim Cunningham, how much in dollars would it would it take for you to bring mom on right now to discuss some of these things? I could probably do it for free. Or to take a shower. <laughs> Either way. For, for You could probably yeah. do it for let's free? Let's get Connie on here. Do it. Go get her, please. What's her name? Can we? Jo Joni. Joni Cunningham? Let's get Joni on here. Wait, like, jo yeah. like, like Happy Days? What? Like Happy Days, Joni? Holy exactly. hell. Really? Exactly. <laughs> How yep. has this never come up before? <laughs> Why would it? Joni Cunningham lives under your roof? Let me go see if I can find her. Hold on. Oh, my God. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> go get her. Look for the fonts, too. I don't know that. if he's That'd actually. He'd shut cool. us off. Who knows if he's actually looking. But please do that, Jim. All right, NFL. Let's uh, preview the Thursday game tomorrow night. Seattle, Arizona. Seattle's home. FanDuel has it at three and a half. 57 and a half is the over-under. I will be on the pregame show. 
Joel McHale is joining me in a comedy bit, and I'll make my pick. Ooh, Hopefully, he's funny. he is very, very funny. Hopefully, uh, I get I nailed number five in a row there on Thursday night, and you'll have to watch to find out who I pick. It's a good game. It's the DK Metcalf uh, rematch, the rematch of the overtime Sunday night game from a few weeks ago, where DK Metcalf chased down Buda Baker, and what is well, the time was the play of the year. Now the Hal Murray is probably surpassed it. I don't know. They're one and two right there, however you want to look at it. Um, also, MVP, I know it's tightening up. Russ, uh, Russ dropped from the top spot. I think he's like plus 250 or so now behind Mahomes. This could go a long way in determining it. I know. I guess we have to talk about it, Dave. Everybody's talking about it. So MVP, even though there's a ways to go, Kyla Murray, you could have got him a couple weeks ago at 25 to one. Now, like seven or eight to one, depending on you. I'll find it on FanDuel. I know he's a... Uh, if memory serves in the preseason, I counseled all within the sound of our voices to to take him at 32 to one, right? right? Was, was it... Or was it 36 to one? I don't remember, but it was, it was at, at worst 32 to one. I hope you got it then. If Kyler Murray vanquishes Russ, I mean, that's the double whammy kind of a kind of effect. If, if the... Cardinals get over on the Seahawks again mm-hmm. for a second time this year, then it kind of sort of ends Russell Wilson. I don't know ends, but it really uh, further punctures Russell Wilson's chances and elevates Kyler Murray. For right? sure. So then, yeah. so then you're talking about, I mean, who Lamar Jackson ain't going to get it at this point. So oh, he's not um, Lamar Jackson. You can get at a hundred so to one now on uh, the, the incumbent. Lamar Jackson is available 100 Brady, Roethlisberger, and Mahomes. And Mahomes now is tracking with that that one pick against him. And everybody says, how can you go against the guy who has one pick? And the pushback on that is, okay, what if he what, what if he goes out and throws three interceptions in a, in a given right. uh, Sunday, which he very, or a couple. Now he comes back to earth a little bit. Again, he's a victim or would be a victim of his own success that people are always looking for reasons to knock down who's ever at the top of the mountain. So if he has a bad game and comes back to the pack a little bit, all of a sudden you're talking about 43-year-old Tom Brady, which is quite a story. Mm. Ben Roethlisberger, who's tracking the comeback player of the year already. It it, it could get interesting as much as you find MVP talk right. interesting. And I find that about a, a C plus on a <laughs> level of uh, interesting. Well, let me, let me, uh, C, because you mentioned, a, you mentioned a bunch of names there. Let, let me uh, spell it out. Mahomes is the favorite of plus 175. Russ Wilson, as we mentioned, plus 280. Aaron Rodgers, you left out of the conversation oh, there. Right. Uh, three to one odds. Kyler at eight to one. Like we said, that's dipped way down from even two weeks ago, let alone preseason. Tom Brady, 20 to one. Josh Allen, 23. And Big Ben, 30. But Dave, there are some big numbers out there for well established quarterbacks who finish strong Tom Brady 20 to one big Ben 30 to one where's your money going Charlotte uh do I have to choose now yes <laughs> right now um, Mahomes. Choice. Mahomes all right yeah I mean it's tough to beat 25 touchdowns and one interception that's I don't see him throwing I don't see him suddenly starting to get worse I feel like the Chiefs had a few rockier games in the beginning of the season. I mean, like that one against the Chargers, I was like, are you kidding me? And then they came back and they won. But I think that they've sort of gotten the bad games out of their system. And I don't know why you watch the Chiefs and you're like, it is hard to think of a more complete team and Mahomes is the best quarterback playing. So if they keep tracking like this, I don't see how he's not MVP. Your boy, Dan. Well, they, yeah, right. If they track this way, but you're being glass half full. If 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 he's fifty, but isn't that what uh, making fi- any prediction is? Like, should, <laughs> right, how do you right, know? I'm how saying, do you well, know what's going to happen? I don't Dave? know. I I don't I don't know either way. That's what I'm saying. If he goes fifty uh, touchdowns to a pick or two, then yeah, he's uh, certainly the MVP. Yeah. But he there's the chance he'll come back to because there's less wiggle room for a guy who's at the top of the mountain. Our 21st century society is looking for reasons to knock those people down. We always, who's ever at the top, we're looking to knock them down. So he will suffer more than the other contenders would. I'll tell you another name. Dalvin Cook was getting a lot of buzz at running back. And we obviously know running backs and uh, non-QBs don't have much of a chance of getting MVP. But how about Alvin Kamara? If Alvin Kamara, um, you know, with Drew Brees and I, I mean, but he is, I mean, he is the 
best runner in pro football, and he's dynamic and fun to watch. And Drew Brees, he's obscured a lot of Brees' deficiencies. Michael Thomas wasn't in there. The defense was was struggling. Yeah. But Alvin Kamara was, was a, as dynamic as he is. He was consistent throughout, and that's why the Saints right now. I think I would I, I would say he's the number one reason that the Saints are where sure. they are right now. Yeah. And, you know, that's at the top of, of the NFC. And that leads me to a transition about uh, the big games of this weekend, including Seattle and Arizona. Jameis's Saints is a fact. I can't wait to see what happens there <laughs> because I think that Jameis may well outperform Drew Brees. And then Sean Payton's going to have a tough call there. Like, I know we have to go back to Drew Brees. There's no way we can't go back to Drew Brees. But... Jameis is actually playing better and then at worst they have to have a tough conversation in the offseason like Drew step aside so that we can devote those big dollars to Jameis yeah, well, and, cool. uh, uh, I've got an NBC <clears throat> gig lined up that sounds great yeah right yeah exactly he's he's the next they turn to because Peyton Manning keeps turning down these uh broadcast uh these booth offers um I'm not so sure about that at this point well but okay. about Breeze though did we touch on this Monday? He's reported to have broken ribs. We all know what that could feel like. Potentially a lot of us know or have heard about people have had it. And a collapsed lung. Now, a collapsed lung, shouldn't that be more than two to three weeks? Do they have to rename that condition? A collapsed anything is bad. I was saying if I go camping mm. and my tent collapses, that's going to take three or four weeks to, to fix, let alone a collapsed lung. Can we just well, say I'm, goodbye to him the rest of the year? Like, I, it feels weird, right? I'm confused now <laughs> about the difference. We've had Tyrod Taylor with a punctured lung. Right. We've got Drew Brees with a collapsed lung. I don't know the difference, and they both sound terrible. And Co- collapsing is, is bad. Collapsing is always, Should always I Google? bad. Should right? I Google collapsed lung? Please do, because we talk about cup half full. I don't know what the cup half full is for a collapsed anything. Collapsed building. What else could collapse? Um you know. A collapsed lung happens when air enters the pleural space, the area between the lung and the chest wall. If it is a total collapse, it's called a pneumothorax. If only part of the lung is affected, it's called an atelectasis. Okay, I like of a that collapsed better. Lung, yeah. Uh, like, how serious is a collapsed lung? Uh, so it's just it, air getting in a spot where it's not supposed to? Yeah, treatment includes involves inserting a needle or chest tube between the ribs it can be a life-threatening event yeah How long sounds does it like take it to recover Joni cunningham wish she had a collapsed lung <laughs> so she couldn't inhale the <laughs> the scent of her disgusting no it says child. here a small pneumothorax uh in a healthy adult may heal in a few days without treatment otherwise recovery from a collapsed lung generally takes one or two weeks uh well they need to call, call it something else then thank you charlotte wilder md but th- i think no i think they but they should call it Collapse is too severe uh, based on what we know about other things collapsing. What about right? a slightly deflated lung? Yeah. Right. The worst one I've like heard. Like imploded no, the lung. One that hit my if they said imploded lung, it would be the, so like, oh my God, it's not that far off, right? Yeah. Concussion. I really do think that concussion, um, that the reason that pro football and otherwise didn't react as severely or as quickly as they, because concussion doesn't. It's not that impactful, ironically, concussion. But if they would call it a brain injury, a brain bruise brain or something yeah, like that, right. people would have acted a lot more quick. I really do think that, too. I think that's how dumb we are as a, as a society, <laughs> that if we if we acknowledge like, yeah, you know how like when you when you hurt your like, imagine that to your brain, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, my God, that sounds yeah. terrible. The worst injury I can remember was. There was a bloodbath game on the AstroTurf of Soldier Field between the hard-hitting Raiders and the mighty Chicago Bears somewhere in the mid-'80s. And um, I think that was the game where Walter Payton in the second half had to just take direct snaps the whole um, yeah. the whole second half. Literally, Walter Payton was taking direct snaps and just running it and throwing it periodically um, because Jim McMahon got a lacerated spleen. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. A lacerated spleen. Did right. he have mono? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, mono. mono that's what happened. That's why you can't play sports when you have mono because your spleen might explode. Is that right? Oh, yeah. that's that right. True? Yes, that's yeah. exactly what they said with uh, Sam Darnold last year because that's, that's out the, indefinitely mononucleosis. That's the risk, right? Exactly. If he comes back in, uh, wow. All right. Well, we've learned a lot here. I, I, I'm just saying, you know, collapse, <laughs> collapse denotes that it needs to be rebuilt, right? And any yes. other, okay. Or blown back up, at least. Yeah, blown back up, as we learn. All right. Um, 
Can I say one other thing? Because we yeah, mentioned sure. that you mentioned uh, your friend from uh, the Ringer, who uh, his name escapes me, Fred Lynn or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Whatever. I think that's it. Um, yeah. uh, I was on uh, the Ringer NFL show with uh, with my old pal uh, Cole Wright and Ryan Shazier, and um, it, it was a good conversation about all manner of pro football matters, including it is crazy for real. I love my lists of best position groups by franchise across the four major sports in the U S and, uh, or North America, I should say. But I think that you would be hard pressed and anyone within the sound of our voices here, please hit me up on Twitter at Damashek or hit us up at extra points pod, even better. And let me know, let us know, is there a worse position group over the last half century than the Chicago bears at QB? Oh yeah. How is it possible that when I mentioned Walter Payton, it reminded me of that. Walter Payton taking direct snaps for a full season is a better option than Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky. Mm. Jay Cutler is the best quarterback they've had in 54 years. Right. Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl. Okay, but that's crazy how bad. Like Philadelphia Flyers goalies have been really bad, but they did have Bernie Perron won a couple of cups back in the mid-70s. But since then, it's you, you know, think, Ron Hextall. And you think the, Brown, the Bears quarterback situation has been worse than the Browns quarterback situation? Yeah, because Bernie Kosar was pretty yeah, good. And, okay. and, and Brian Sype won an MVP but that's in But these are 40 so. years ago you're talking. Yeah, that's, that's close, I, though. But yeah. I guess, I mean... No, it's not a bad... Yeah, no, bad. it's a pretty good one. I'll, I'll say this, Dave. Um, well, they've... The expectation of the Browns quarterback, so I don't know if it makes it be, Charlotte's case more less effective, but the expectation of the Browns quarterbacks have been much higher with the Johnny Manziels of the world and everything. So maybe the Browns quarterback situation Even like is a Tim actually worse. Yeah. And they, I, I yeah. mentioned this, uh, McMahon, the Super Bowl winning quarterback, never had a 300-yard passing game for the Bears. So uh, yeah, even that. Is that true? For the Bears. Yeah, he never, had, never had a 300-yard passing game. Yeah. People who don't understand, I know people are aware of you know, that it's more, mm -hmm. uh, it's easier to pass in this millennium than the previous one. But my single favorite stat from that is Terry Bradshaw, Hall of Famer, a guy who, when he retired, was the clear cut best quarterback of the Super Bowl era and remained that way for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Is uh, his first 300 yard passing game of his career, Super Bowl 13 against your Dallas yeah. Cowboys. He's he's drafted in 1970. That game is played in January of 1979. First 300 yard passing game is Super Bowl 13. His second one, Super Bowl 14 against the Los Angeles Rams. It's crazy. Right. It is weird. I it was a different it time. 300 yard games are are you know a commonplace uh, nowadays. But to that to never have any. And Rex Grossman took them to a Super Bowl. I think you're right. I was so Rex mad at Nick Grossman. Foles. Yeah. I was so mad at Nick Foles. I, I I felt bad about how I was thinking when he was out sprawled out at the end of the game. I'm like, this yeah, me too. mother effort has every week I get fooled into taking him, whether it's I told minus you two not and to half. take the Bears. I know, I know, but I feel like he all he had to do was complete one. 20 yard pass and they would have covered at least covered the spread. I know he missed one long on fourth down in the fourth quarter that would have put them ahead. And then Vikings would have had to kick a field goal or something, but damn it. That game was right. I, I, how many times is he going to do this to us? Nick Foles, the bears, the bears are the team that you think is smart to take because they right. have to do the bare minimum to cover. And yeah. then they don't and they let you down. And that's why I've stopped betting on the bears. If you, how many points did the Vikings have that game? If you would have told me that the Vikings were going to score 19 points and the Bears were going to have a defensive touch, not a defensive touchdown, but a kick return for a touchdown. If you had those two pieces of information, how much money would you bet on the Bears? Like, okay, they just have to score uh, eight more points other than the freaking return for the touchdown. He drives me crazy. Foles has got to go. Maybe Trub Trubisky was 2-0, and by the way. Let's not forget. Uh, maybe not the long-term answer, but it, it, it drives me nuts that they left him in there. Well, what he gives you is if Trubisky is right to throw him back in there, now you have to because they're five and five. They're not out of the mix. Somebody's going to lose the game on Thursday night. Um, well, now in typical Chicago Bears quarterback, Trubisky has some fluke uh, shoulder injury. So he's he was right. inactive Monday. And Tyler Bray, is there? he had like four attempts. Uh, the old Tennessee quarterback is, is now their next go-to, so... Who would you put in to fit with the Bears system best of like, I mean, I is know. it obvious? Is it just like Mahomes because he's the best? Or do you think there's someone that you could plug in there and actually have success with the Bears? 
Well, I mean, you could take any, yeah, one of those like handful of QBs, Russell Wilson or otherwise, who would be great. But I, uh, like I said on Monday, I, I wasn't big on like that the Bears should go get Cam Newton. But just imagine if they would have had Cam Newton right now. I mean, if, if there's a Pat White type, the old uh, West Virginia QB who ran some option and everything and never really made it in the NFL. But if there's somebody out there who can be had, who can just take snaps and run it around a little bit, that's they could have had Bridgewater too. at least right? would give in the you. off season uh, Bridgewater was. Yeah, up but I'm talking about a guy who can just straight up run around <clears throat> right. because at least you're spinning the clock. The old complimentary thing of, of like you have this dominant defense, just keep spinning the clock and generate a touchdown a game on offense and, you know, a couple of field goals and you're kind of going to be in a bunch of games. Th that's the thing is that the sky's falling in Chicago, but at five and five, somebody's about to be, uh, they're out of reach by one game of that seventh spot um, on the NFC side of things. So they, they can't just throw their hands in the air and, and weep that, the season's over. Right. They can still sneak in and, and get a playoff spot. All right. Well, lots of uh, who's out there though, Charlotte. That's what I'm trying to think. I of. know it's a good question. Like, not Tyler Bray. That ain't the answer. That's for oh, sure. I don't care. I, I think anybody. What put this? Uh, the Jacksonville quarterback Luton of uh, Vladimir Luton. Uh, put him in there. I, I think anyone's better than uh, Nick Foles at this point. <laughs> how, how much? How much longer? Are we suppose is Nick Foles going to rest on his laurels of winning a Super Bowl? And by the way, between him and Peterson, they're probably looking at each other like, "How did I win a Super Bowl with this guy?" And I'm not sure who's right. Like, who's more right? They're both like, "This is a uh, that was an incredible, um, incredible uh, fall from grace for both." I think right now, even though the Eagles might win the division. All right. Like you said, though, Dave, three great, especially the night games. You got Arizona, Seattle. You got uh, the Chiefs and the Raiders, which um, the Chiefs could pretty much pull away from that division. They'll have a three game lead if they win that, uh, pretty much wrapping that up. And then Monday night, you got the uh, Bucks and uh, Tampa Bay is going against the Rams. So that's going to be fun. Well, the, uh, that's great too. But the one I love, the other game I really love is because we kind of have accepted um, that Tennessee and Baltimore are players yeah. come January, that, that, that those two teams are capable of making hay in January. But um, all of a sudden the loser of that game isn't in, isn't in dire straits necessarily, but they're kind of, it, suddenly is uncomfortable for them sure. their path to the to january assuming it's seven teams and not well eight. what if right now you got teams, five six and three wild card wild card right. teams in the afc uh battling it out and right like you said it's it three maybe four of those teams get in right so um well no yeah you got get right you're gonna have you have five six and three yep, teams that's right? what it is and on so, the wild, so, wild right. So you have three yeah, teams, right. three out, right. So you have three of those five are going to make it to the playoffs right. because as you say, Steelers pretty much have salted away the North almost. I don't want to declare that and jinx yeah. anything, but the Chiefs should win their division. And so Colts are, or, or Titans, I happen to think yeah. it's the And we'll Colts. go Bills um, so, on the other side. Yeah. So there's a lot of six and threes. And then you have Cam's team trying to make its push right. now. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be, gonna be to interesting. Up there. That's a fishy line. We'll go over that Friday. We'll go over uh, all these others. But I do want to talk to you about Fandle. Can I talk to you guys about Fandle? You usually I very would weird. love it. Yeah, you're very weird about this, you guys, sometimes. I no. love hearing about FanDuel. <laughs> well, because you like excitement added to your sports watching experience, Charlotte. I know that. And you could I do sure that. Do. You could do that by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook this football season. There's a reason FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They offer great odds on different betting markets, fun bet types, same game parlays, exclusive, always on promotions. You get more action out of every game day and you win. They get your winning safely. Uh, no back alley deals. They just send it to you. You get your money right then and there. Uh, usually within 24 hours. Right now, place a bet on any game and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. This is a first bet uh, promotion here. No strings attached. Any bet you want, you win, you keep the cash, you lose, you get the entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday, local teams. Maybe your first $1,000 goes to, let's take a look at one of these NBA uh NBA draft props. Boy, that this is fun. It goes by conference. You can go how many players in the ACC, the SEC are taken. I am going to say that Obi Toppin goes to the Knicks at number eight at plus 570. 
Imagine putting a thousand dollars on that, winning fifty seven hundred dollars. That's good. I think he drops. I think he goes past the Cavaliers. The Knicks grab him at number eight, and uh, they have a player they could be excited about. Could that actually happen to the well, Knicks? Who the hell knows? Probably not. Uh, if you never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Be sure to sign up with promo code Extra Points so they know we send you FanDuel Sportsbook promo code Extra Points. Thursday night we'll be checking in. The degenerate trifecta and I, on behalf of FanDuel, at halftime of that uh, fun game we talked about, Arizona and Seattle. All right, guys, people's sexiest man alive. You have no problem with this, Charlotte? Michael B. Jordan revealed oh, yeah. on Jimmy Kimmel Live. He came on in a hazmat suit, and uh, and we had some guests. They had some guests guests virtually, and they played like twenty questions, kind of thing, and really like. Six or seven questions in, some lady um, guessed that it was Michael B. Jordan, took off the mask, and uh, the crowd went crazy. When I say crowd, the seven staffers that are allowed to sit in the uh, audience right now. But uh, good choice. You okay with that? Yeah. Oh, I'm totally on board. I think Michael B. Jordan is very sexy. And I think that this is, you know, I'm happy about this one because sometimes they pick someone where I'm like, how many, like, whose publicist bribed which editor at People to make this happen? Because that person is not sexy at all. But Michael B. Jordan, regardless of what went on behind the scenes, deserves it on his own sexy merit. So I'm an objectify hmm. man. Dave, you okay? You you like to rate sexy men all the time. I well, no, that yeah, that's <laughs> see, this is a perfect example. Michael B. Jordan is a perfect example of a guy who I, his his physical charms are completely lost on me. I I, wow. I would not know. It's like oh, he's very he, sexy. Liam Neeson is like this. I think he's been the sexiest man alive. Mm-hmm. And I I know Nick Nolte was at one point when he was in the Barbra Streisand movie. Um, he was sexiest man alive. And those are two other guys that if I walked by them on the street, I would not. I, and, and they were with a beautiful woman or whatever. I would not. I'd be like, really? That guy's considered to be handsome. I would never I would never know about wow. it. It's weird to me. Like. Another guy who's kind of like that in in football is um is Jimmy Garoppolo and I I've you don't I, you think know, I've Jimmy had the, G is uh, good I looking? Think, yeah. I've had the yeah. I've had the occasion to to meet Jimmy G a couple of times and he's delightful. I just didn't know he was considered to be. Nah, why? Um, I've met a, a Jimmy G too, devil. and he's pretty handsome. Yeah, what's I know people talk. That- oh, you know who's another guy like that? <laughs> One time, first overall draft pick of the Houston Texans, the first pick ever by the Houston Texans, David Carr, another delightful fella. Again, and I've said it to his face as well. I wouldn't know that you're considered to be a handsome really? guy. I, 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 but women swoon. I, I'm looking. Oh, I, I, I can't look him directly in the eyes. It's too distracting. <laughs> I can't maintain a conversation if I have eye contact with him. Kind of. That's the same thing I've heard from women. With Jimmy G, and I'm like, really? No, uh, I think that. he's got Tom all the Brady features Cam, that the women like. Tom Brady and Cam Newton. Now, those are handsome devils. Now, that I can see. Could we, uh, I'm looking at the list of uh, previous winners. First of all, who's who's the Carl Malone? Who's the Barry Sanders of this group that has not been named, that should be, has not gotten to the, like uh, like Ryan Gosling has not been named yet? Um, really? Yeah, I think it bums up. Mel Gibson won it. I don't um, imagine he's going to be a repeat winner. Anytime soon, but he was 29 mm-hmm. in 1985 when he won the first. Uh, yeah, I mean, all everybody uh, I could see. Uh, oh, look at Sean Connery, a uh, late great. Who's out there that needs to win it? I'm well, Gosling to think of, yeah, who, is one. Who, oh my God, Nick Nick Nolte made it in '92. Now I'm right. Have guys I'm gotten better looking? Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up Denzel. That makes sense. Harrison Ford, uh, Richard Gere. Um, yeah, that's if, if that's a good question. Think about it in these terms. And also, Jim should weigh in on mm-hmm. this, too. Um, if you could look like a, a another oh, fella, that's good. Who, who would it be? You know, like I've said about um, Carson Palmer, if you want to look like an NFL QB, like Carson Palmer's face looks to me like what a, what a QB mm-hmm. um, should look like. I think I would choose if I could look like uh, a fella, it would be Han Solo, uh, aka Han Solo, Han Solo, or or you Doctor Jones? Uh, okay, Do- well, you know, which I, one? I, yeah, Harrison Ford. Harrison in his, Ford. In his prime, Dr. you're saying not right now, right? Um, no, why? Well, I don't want to look like a 75 year old man. No, well, I already do late. anyway. But anyway, mm-hmm. but um, now nah, I, I might go Bradley Cooper. 
don't know why. Oh, Bradley this is Cooper, stupid. eh? This is I not think, what I wanted I to think talk about. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. First of all, yes, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I think Brad Pitt will forever be the sexiest man alive. Really? I mean, you see Once Upon a Time on Hollywood, you he gets it in that yellow shirt and you're like, Oh, why does anybody else try? Right, right. I get you. I, I think you would be um underwhelmed if you saw I saw him in person and he was part of a uh, a bit uh called I'm effing Ben Affleck Jimmy's response to I'm effing Ben uh Matt Damon is a big viral sensation back in the day and Brad Pitt was on set and was a uh like a FedEx delivery guy and I would have mistaken him for like a production assistant I really like I okay well uh, if I had to look like any man it would be Brad Pitt it would be Brad Pitt there all you right go. you're get you'll get there you'll get there I did uh, Brad Pitt is <laughs> you you guys don't know what you you are we got to get those calibrations right. of sexy men fixed in your brains all right well i'm okay with it it is interesting most men most a-list hollywood men mm -hmm. the thing that they have in common that makes them stand out their stature people always talk about tom cruise isn't tall or whatever um oh another guy who would make my <laughs> list i wouldn't know that he's considered handsome is a guy is john ham that's another oh, guy i would i mean i oh, wouldn't, I wouldn't think he's unattractive I wouldn't say he's unattractive. Did you right? watch like Mad Men? Of course. Do you zoom I didn't know with that him? He was... Is he in your fantasy league? <laughs> yes. I wouldn't. I would. I'm not. I, I, I. Yet another delightful fella. You know. I would. If you said describe him physically, I'd say you know, nice looking guy. I wouldn't say like, oh, the, they they swoon for him from coast wow. to coast. I would never. I'm have clipping done this that. off. Can we and get him on the podcast still? Can I we think, still get I don't him care. We could he needs to come on and defend himself. We could have before that uh, that uh, little outburst there. I think we could have gotten. I've him told on. you that before. I was the the, the <laughs> for a full football season. I spoke to this guy. We would watch football over at uh, at Jimmy's house and. One season, this guy in a ratty, like always had like a three day old beard and uh, a ratty old St. Louis blues ball cap on. And I talked to him about hockey and we would uh, talk about Bernie Federko and Harold Snaps and those are uh, sexy guys. Now, now, oh, yes, yeah, just the hockey names games alone. gone by. And we, 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 we Charlotte, just have, if you uh, need to, nice yeah, okay, Federko. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and we, and we, and he and I hit it off and we would have nice conversations week after week. And Somewhere in November, December of that year, Sal said, do you know who you talk to every week? You just sit there and talk about old hockey games with. He is the the most desired man on, right. a, uh, on television right now. Everybody, I, I said, I don't know what Mad Men is. I haven't seen mm. it. Um, and then I, I, I later became aware. And I was also talking to John Hamm the following season <laughs> where I, I'm, I, I'm talking to him and he has his, his ball cap on and everything. And then d literally over his shoulder, walks in with like a light, like a backlit kind of light. And the angel sang as a guy in a black turtleneck covered up in a black pea coat, walked into the arch of, uh, of Jimmy's kitchen Steve door. Jobs? And it was Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom Cruise. It was yeah, Tom Cruise. And it was, oh, and I'm like, I'm looking at John Hamm in the foreground and Tom Cruise good. in the background. And I, and I shoved the uh, You really aside. missed out Charlotte and, on some good, uh, football viewing times. Yeah. Thanks and invite, Cruise. Asshole. I know. You were like six and a half years old. Why would True. we invite a six-year-old girl? Like, oh, this is this girl Charlotte wants to come over. She's a little girl. She, she'll be fine. Just sit in the car. <laughs> Cruz, though. <laughs> Cruz isn't tall, but what he had is a nice what all the A-list guys, <laughs> what the A-list guys all have. They have impossible uh, chiseled jaws. That's what they all have. They all like, they, if you look at them, that's what they have. They have like some cartoon <laughs> level kind of jawline like tom brady uh. has that too it's like ah. all right speaking of cards all right what? Well, what you're, you're uncomfortable you you're, so, you're just on. so wrong john ham is is more yeah a lot of these guys Cruise. these guys are all sexy um i do want to say is there anything michael b jordan could do to be more popular than the other michael jordan i don't th this doesn't no. do it would he have to have a political office if he wins a Nobel Prize? It doesn't do it. Oh, I thought you meant uh, popular in terms of like better. He's much better. But better. Oh. Famous wise. You mean more famous? Fa I think famous. Yeah. I don't think there's anything. If, if he found the vaccine, I, I don't think he could be more popular than Michael. The uh, could Michael have Jordan a several decades long successful pop singing career. That's true. That's true. And by the way, I guess there was <laughs> there. There wasn't. Um. An athlete on that list is there for people or like the rock is, I guess, but I'm looking through the names, but a uh, Michael Jordan might've made sense in the, in the late eighties. Right. 
They didn't do it. I'm trying to think closest to I don't to an think athlete. I've ever I heard. I've ever... I le- Legitimately, maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment. I remember women in Chicago when I was living there and the Bulls were winning yes, titles. David women... Beckham. Oh, Wh- David Beckham. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That's okay. Yes, he's For one. For sure. Yes, that's a good one. I remember women uh, say, oh, Michael Jordan is the most handsome guy on the planet. I'm like, it's not impacted by the fact that he's the best at basketball, that that's what you're reacting to. But now, well, listen, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to, uh, you know, scour the streets of, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, what, do, what do you call it? The skid row to find like a handsome homeless person. These are all or Joni Cunningham's uh, <laughs> New York. Apartment, these are all famous that, people, Dave. I think we got to put that aside. I get it. <laughs> but I'm just saying Michael Jordan got my, my point is, Give me Bulls Michael Jordan over Michael B. Jordan in the handsome right. department. Okay. That's Bulls. what I'm saying. Charlotte, All you right. make the final call. Which which Michael Jordan? Michael B. Jordan. You're going B? More handsome. All right. Michael yeah, A. or Michael me. B? Okay. Michael right. B. That's good enough. Wow. We've talked a lot of nonsense. I do appreciate it. I watched Michael B. Jordan on Friday Night Lights. I thought it was terrific. That's I feel like I that's like getting in early on a on a band that nobody knows, Dave. You know, you know about that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so. That's what I want to do. I do want to read an email real quick. And you can reach out to us at the extra points gang at gmail.com. That's back to back ease. The extra points gang at gmail.com. Uh, Mark Macy writes Hi, gang. I love the show. All of you are great, but I have some internal conflicts with Dave. I find him to be funny, smart, and entertaining. No one makes me smile more than Dave when using words like vanquish and decree and ruminating about my Pennsylvania Steel's impact. On the Nazi scourge. Here's my dilemma. On a recent pod- podcast, he publicly announced three of his most loathed sports franchises. Two of them happen to be two of my favorites, Penn State and Philadelphia Flyers. My father introduced me to Flyers in the 70s. I've been a long-suffering fan since. We've not won a Stanley Cup since I was three. I'm also class of 94 grad of Penn State. Uh, all goes on and on. Can I hate Dave and love him at the same time? Should I not take his sports hatred personally even though it seems illogical not to. These are confusing times we live in. Sal, Charlotte, please help me sort out my feelings. Dave, I love you, but I may hate you, and I think you may be okay. Mark from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I think you have to hate him, right, Charlotte? No, no, no. I think Mark can love and hate Dave at the same time. I think the essence of being a sports fan is loving and hating everything at the same time Uh, constantly. I don't like that. Dave, can he love and hate you? (laughs) Well, if it, I don't know if it makes him feel any better, Mark. Um, li- uh, seated in uh, the capital of the Keystone State, um, the state of champions. The um, I, my cross to bear is that I think some of the very best uniforms. As somebody who loves uniforms, uh, the very best uniforms. The Raiders. I'm not a fan of the Raiders, but I uh, they're kind of off the hook for me. Uh, but I hate my most hated franchise in sports is the Philadelphia Flyers. I hate the Penn State Nittany Lions because of my yeah. uh, my pit fandom. Um, and I hate the New York Islanders for causing me so much uh, grief That's what he's saying. as a child. How could he like you, and a young when adult. you hate all this? And they have three of the very best uniforms. In oh, sport. all right. So, okay. I mean, like, I, I, I understand what you're going through. If, mm. if, that, if, if my empathy... Isn't that nice, though, um, that he loves you? That's so nice. It's the greatest compliment I can get Besides when people tell me I uh, I sound like Myron Cope, the uh, the late great uh, What about Steelers, people's most uh, sexiest men? That that's probably an even greater compliment. But if you think this is Well, I've never gotten that one yet. I haven't I haven't gotten that okay. compliment Our yet. Our PR but, people but they, are working on it. <laughs> when people tell me like I hate the Steelers, but I can't help it. I, I like you. That's the best that's uh, so compliment nice. you can get. That's good. They're, they're and lying. and if you if you really like me, you'll get the Savenge t-shirt. Yeah, here go to extrapoints.com. That's there. Hey Jim, any luck on your mother? You sent me a, a private message and said she's in the shower. I mean, I guess she figures someone <laughs> someone in the family has to shower, right? I yeah, don't know. she really she really was in the shower. I don't know what she's doing. Maybe maybe Friday. All right, try, tune in Friday. Well, yeah, but you're not even going to be there Friday. You're you're right. Will you be there through the no, weekend? next we'll Tuesday. We'll, it's Wednesday. Oh, I got you. Yeah, we'll okay. see if she behaves. We'll see. I'll be here. All right. Be 30,000 feet over St. Louis uh, on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you got minus three coming up with Jeff Schwartz. Yes. Uh, Jeff Schwartz, Eddie Spaghetti, and I will chop up what suddenly looms as a big uh, week 11 here. We talked about the big games uh, that are most prominent there. Plus, we have the Indiana Hoosiers plus 21. 
going into mm. Columbus, we'll uh, we'll evaluate uh, the prospects of the Hoosiers actually leaving there with a victory. All right, you can find minus three on any you know podcast, whatever whatever uh, format you listen to, or you can. I think you're going to fleet it out, right? You're going to fleet out the entire episode too. I, I I've made my feelings. This is clear. a family podcast. Know. I wouldn't out. have the. <laughs> Wouldn't have the first clue about how All to right. fleet anything. At Damashek. Fleet on- Foxes. <laughs> fleet Foxes. There we go. I'm back. Hipster Dave. He reclaims his the hipster status with a, a shout band. out to the fleet. Great hipster band. Dave's yeah, great at Damashek. Uh, at the Wilder Things. That's where you can find Charlotte. What do you got? You did a recap of week 10 and other yep, stuff. Week 10 yep. recap. Uh, wrote about the Pats. We got a new People Sports podcast coming out tomorrow. Uh, and yeah, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'll try to fleet more if that's any, um, yeah, please fleet more, please, please. Everybody fleet more. Congratulations to Michael B. Jordan and, uh, and Jim, please wash your fleet, please wash your fleet. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Jim Cunningham, maybe he'll shower before Friday. Uh, I got nothing. Just listen to all the podcasts on this network, Thursday night football. I'll be on Fox. They're in the pregame show at the Cousin Sal on Twitter. And a reminder, a quick reminder, even though you may feel like underdogs, please remember, you're all my favorites. See you Friday.